0: I was actually talking to my husband about this the other day, and he made a great point. He said that he thinks the reason why CrossFit people, because once CrossFit people actually give the Peloton a chance, they like it. Like, I haven't seen anybody who hasn't liked it yet that comes from a CrossFit background. And what he was saying was he thinks that we like it so much because it's such a focused, like, There is no time to do anything else. Like when you're on the tread or the bike boot camps, whatever it may be, you're not like, you know, messing around on your phone. You're not like giving the opportunity to walk around like you are there, you're working and you're also being encouraged by a coach who's doing it as well. Similarly to CrossFit, where you're seeing the people around you do the workout and motivate you and, you know. And he was like, I think it's just a really great like motivator and help for people who thrive on that structure. It's very structured, which I personally love.
1: It's more than just your output, more than a fight.
2: Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, Episode one seventy. Oops, wait, one ninety five. I went back in time. Yeah, you did. This is Crystal O'Keefe,
3: and this is Tom O'Keefe. That was, was that like pre-pandemic.
2: I don't. I don't, I don't think so. No, That's only no. like twenty
3: weeks ago. Yeah, yeah.
2: 50, go back fifty two weeks for yeah. pre-pandemic. Pretty
3: much. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. So. We're finally getting our sleep back.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's your ring not doing on? Well, I
3: was scratching my finger; it itched underneath it. Ah! You probably bought me a cheap one or something. And
2: you were so proud of it last week; you were showing it off. Now <laughs> was it's on... a cheap one.
3: Yeah, I know it was last. I thought it was the other podcast. <laughs> I, can't. I can't keep them all straight. <laughs> I like to show off the fact that I'm married. <laughs> I was just saying, our sleep schedules are finally getting back because we had a sick dog
2: we did we she, did
3: she, I I, I t- we talked about this in the other podcast but I I never heard that a dog could sprain their tail
2: yeah that's a new one um and uh I d- I didn't know that that was a thing
3: she was like a little busted ticker yeah yeah
2: yeah she uses her tail too much to yeah. jump around we
3: we make her that happy we
2: do that she we do. sprained
3: her tail a wagon
2: <laughs> Sydney was like my daughter was like uh she's I met her literally too happy yeah. Like, literally. That that was for the people listening Oh, I that see. might not yeah. know. That well, that's we don't right. have to
3: worry about Sydney spraining her tail anytime soon. No, she doesn't. She's 14 and sullen. Yeah. So.
2: S- sullen as they come. Yeah.
3: So we had her all hopped up on. The dog. The dog.
1: <laughs> not the 14-year-old.
3: Although, not ruling it out, but but uh, we had the dog all hopped up on beds. So. Yeah. Poor baby. She was.
2: Plus, I had to take her to the vet at 1 o'clock in the morning. We didn't get home until 3.30 in the morning. That was fun. Good times. Yeah. But she's okay. She is okay.
3: She's over here. You can't see her, but she's over here sleeping. Yeah. So I think she's okay. That's what she, that's her, that's her review of the podcast. Yeah. She's over here conked out.
2: Yeah, but she wants to be near us, so we must not be that bad. She
3: (laughs) she knows you got the good stuff, man. (laughs) Come over and get some of what you got, pusher man. So uh, what, pray tell, do you have in store for people this week?
2: Well, uh, we have some new lawsuit news to cover. Uh, We have to revisit the presidential Peloton news. Oh, no. Um, And there's some information happening uh, at the uh, Shinji plant. Okay. Um, And then, uh, of course, we're going to have Dr. Jin on. And it will be our very first segment with peloton closet tori from peloton closet. introducing
3: a new segment what a historic time save this issue it will be a collector's (laughs) item you can sell it it's like a rookie card
2: yeah uh and then uh there was of course the peloton saturday night live skit we have to cover and a whole bunch of other peloton in the news issues and uh some fun celebrity sightings and news about the apparel
3: dropping. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart. Wherever you find podcasts, you can find us. Uh, while you're there, be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you would be so kind, maybe take a little time out of your day to leave us a review so people know we're worth checking out. Here is a review for you. Yay! A sample, if you will. Don't just plagiarize it. That's lazy. <laughs> Come up with ideas on your own. But, uh, Here's what they had to say. This is from Hilltop Runner. Okay. Have been listening for a long time. This podcast is the place for all things Peloton. Aww. I love how the content has increased and become longer, which we're increasing wow. the content this
2: week. We are. ta Good timing. Yeah. Good timing.
3: Current news, entertaining financial information with the always lively John Mills, the quick but... Helpful insights with Dr. Jen Man, the community interviews, and as always, the completely PC humor from Tom and Crystal. <laughs> um, a little sarcasm there, but they are hilarious. <laughs> I can stay informed and entertain my entire commute with a single up-to-date podcast. Keep it up. Leaderboard name, pocket underscore nurse. So oh, little, yeah, yeah. It's a little tiny pocket. Yeah. Or a little tiny nurse.
2: little tiny nurse in or the pocket.
3: Or if your pocket gets injured?
2: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But I, I've definitely seen pocket nurse on the leaderboard. Okay.
3: Very well, cool. Well, thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Also, don't forget, we have a YouTube page where you can watch these episodes in their entirety at YouTube.com slash The Clip Out while you're there. Be sure and subscribe to that as well so you never miss a video episode. And you can check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com slash The Clip Out while you're there. Like the page, join the group, and sign up for the newsletter at The Clip Out .com. There's all of that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we?
2: We shall. Breaking
1: news.
3: So, uh, joining us today once again via the magic of ZoomTube is John Mills. Hey, John, how's it going? Going well. How's it going? No, Grandpa <laughs> Shark shirt this week. Yeah, <laughs> that was dirty. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but
3: you I could... wear it a little too
1: much.
3: <laughs> oh, I just thought like it was a commentary on the state of our oceans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Be <laughs>
4: that too, yeah. Oh and so God. now I had to go with this, you know, just regular old Peloton. Yeah, for the-
2: but it, but it, you've got Peloton. I mean, it's appropriate on a Peloton podcast. Yeah. It's appropriate. Yeah, it makes sense. It yeah. works okay. I mean, I'm I'm in Alaska, so that's oh, okay. Yeah,
3: and I'm in uh, Gatlinburg.
2: Yeah, Gatlinburg, Tennessee.
4: Yeah,
3: I was thinking like Florida
1: or
4: California. Yeah, those places don't. I mean, it's cold here right now, and we're about to get twelve inches like tomorrow.
2: Oh. More snow. <laughs> oh my Lord. gosh.
4: Yeah.
3: It's crazy. It's I crazy. love snow
2: and I'm tired of it. Yeah. Okay. I'm over it. Me too. All yeah, right. I'm done
3: with it. <laughs> At least we don't have rolling blackouts here.
2: That's true. I'll That's yet. true.
3: Yet. yeah Yeah.
2: That's right. Yeah. That's right.
3: Don't want to jinx us. No. Yeah. So uh moving into uh the Actual world peloton Peloton. <laughs> Uh, I believe it was Andy Warhol who said uh, eventually everyone would be involved in a Peloton lawsuit for 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> somebody said that, somebody said that. Somebody at some point. Um, there is a new one uh, this time uh, over the word spinning.
2: Yeah. Another. Yeah. Well, another new one. Right. Because right. because originally Mad Dog, who is the person who has the rights to the word spin. Yeah. They're the ones that sued Peloton. And now now Peloton is turning around and they're like, nope, you can't use spin all the time.
4: So, well, the lawsuit that Mad Dog filed in December was to get compensation for Peloton even making bikes like they're saying (laughs) we came up with spinning bikes, you know, indoor
3: cycling bikes. So why are you even making them? You and need to pay I, us for that and, and stop making them. I'm pretty sure they didn't invent bikes if the artwork <laughs> on the wallpaper at subway restaurants right tells us anything.
2: Right, that's what I was thinking. I was like, they didn't. I mean, next year you're going to be like, we invented wheels.
1: Maybe, maybe if they,
3: maybe if the Peloton had a big giant front wheel, <laughs> well, and you, it kind of does, maybe- and, and you had to, you had to, uh, you could only ride it wearing a bowler and a handlebar mustache. <laughs> And one of those one-piece boy swimsuits with with shoulder straps.
2: Tom,
4: they might have
3: something. You're on it have this something. week,
2: Tom. Oh my god. Well, I'm all not the it too far. are in sepia
3: tone. What's that? What's <laughs> that? with with noise yeah i got gotcha. you yeah you have to watch them through a little like uh nickelodeon like view minder like yeah they all look it. like they're going too fast right right
4: <laughs> <laughs> well i may have taken it too far they they were saying They were the ones that invented, like, indoor cycling bikes. And their argument was Peloton needs to pay us because now they're making an indoor cycling bike. And, And we're the ones that came up with that, which always threw me because... How many other companies are making indoor cycling bikes? Why are they suing
3: everybody? Like, I mean, I think there's an argument to be made. I do too. But they needed to have made it a long time ago, twenty years ago, while we were also wearing (laughs) acid-washed jeans. Yeah. Like, like,
2: also, Peloton is the first company that actually changed up those indoor bikes. Like, those indoor bikes were all the same. Everybody was doing exactly the same thing. Peloton was like, let's do something different. So, right. I'm so every,
3: every once in a while you'll see a story about like Disney suing like a like a daycare center yeah. for painting Mickey Mouse on the wall, right? Yeah. And the, <laughs> the reason right, right, they <laughs> do that is because if they don't protect that copyright, at some point somebody'll take them to court and say, well you didn't sue these people. Why right. why are you suing us? Like they literally sued somebody for putting like Spider Man on a kid's tombstone. Oh
2: my god. And, they were oh, like,
3: wow. They wow. Were, and I think they worked it out where they were like, Give us a dollar and you know Like <laughs> we're gonna let that one go. <laughs> you, you paid us and you know. <laughs> but um but that's that's why they have they have to do that. Like you can't pick right. and choose. And so so the fact that like they haven't sued all these other companies for the last twenty thirty years, I don't know right. why all of a sudden they can wake up one day and go, "Oh, we care about it now."
4: But on, so on, as it relates
3: to this thing,
4: right? Immediately after
3: that, like within weeks, like a week or two after that,
4: Peloton announces, "Oh, we acquired Precor." Right. And Precor had a licensing agreement with MagDog, and were and they were had made bikes in the past for them with. Using that term spinning on those bikes. And so that's where this all kind of comes to. Does this latest thing relate to either of those two things? So now, a couple months later, a few three months later, right? Now Peloton files this patent with the US uh, Patent and Trademark Office. Basically, they're just going, you guys need to cancel their trademark. Because it's not like they're really competing in the space; they're just using this to litigate. They're just all over the place, just suing everybody. Right? And I, I don't know if I don't know. Is, I don't. Do you have a? I don't know if there is a basis for that. I, I don't know. I'm not an attorney. I don't know. But that's right. basically what I, I, I I'm a, saying now, which makes you think
3: it has something to. It relates in some way to those other two things. I don't think that I don't know that they'll win. Yeah, but I also don't think it's a crazy argument.
2: I I agree with both right. of those statements. Yeah, yeah. I'm right. not confident Peloton's going to win this one, but but
3: this is the sort of area where where companies lose their trademarks, yeah. right? Like this, right. It, Like I think what linoleum fell into the public domain in right. quite that same way, and so it like if something becomes the generic term, and if and. Right. Part of the reason they sue a lot of people is to try and stop it from becoming generic but like you said they don't really seem to be competing in this space and also I guess I'm you know, Peloton doesn't use the word spin like they go right. out of their way to not I mean to the point where right. when we were trying to come up with a name for this podcast some of some of our initial. Concepts for names involve the word spin, and then when we realized that spin was trademarked, we th- we were like, "Well, I'm not going down that road." Yeah, and right, and uh,
2: unlike some people, mm. others. So, um,
3: <laughs> so you know, and I'm glad we didn't. I yeah, like our same, name same. very much, but but we knew that that would be that could be potentially problematic, and also since Peloton didn't say spin, it seemed a weird word to associate ourselves with. Absolutely, right. So.
4: And they have, and don't get me wrong. I I mean, Mad Dog has a bike and they use the word spinning on it. And it's just, they're not really competitive in this space. right? Right. And they, they also kind of evolved with the Connected Fitness as it started to come to be. They kind of evolved with it. But again, they're not really a major player anymore in this. So the argument is they're not really competitive yet. They spend a lot of time in litigation, just litigating this term. It seems like if Peloton won, it would be more of Damage to Mad Dog, but I don't know how much it would mean. Like, who's going to go back now and start naming everything a spin studio, spinning this? Like, who's really going to use it? I feel like it
2: does more to signal, like... Yeah, basic, you
3: know, <laughs> like like it, it's we've not, been watching The Good Place. Yeah, Can we, you tell? we've been watching yeah, it a lot. Basic.
2: Um, And uh, I, I feel like it does more to say, like, you no longer have a place to do this. It's not so much going back and changing things. It's it's like drawing a line in the sand to say to make a very clear distinction. It's saying to the world, you're no longer a competitor in the space. It's making a yeah. public declaration of that. I could be wrong. I don't know. But that's that's what it feels more about to me. Because I don't know why Peloton would start using that word now. Unless with what they're doing with Precore, they're going down a road we can't even imagine that would involve that. Like somehow they're... Using that in their um, commercial line.
3: I can't help but think it's like Mad Dog and fights over the word spin have been kind of the bane of everyone's existence for 25 years. Mm -hmm. I almost wonder if it's just their attempt to finally like drive a stake through the heart of Mad Dog. Like if you if you took away their ownership of the word spin. They pretty much cease to exist at this point.
2: That's that's what I was trying to say, yeah. that like it's a public declaration of like you're you're done. Right. Get out. Like if, Just if, stop. if, right. <laughs> if, they,
3: if they were to win this and it's a bit of a Hail Mary, but yeah. not a crazy right. one. But if right. they were to win this, like it's kind of game set match. I don't really know what else they have to do all day.
4: Right. I was thinking the same thing. and I was also thinking, is it strategic? Is it a means to say you probably should go drop your suit? <laughs> right, like, yeah, because because Mad Dog has that suit open against Peloton. Is this right. a means to get them to it go? Could okay, it never could mind. be. It could be because if
2: they lose this one, then they certainly don't have right to go. The rights to go and and sue Peloton for having a spin bike. So, yeah, right. that could be. It could be strategic as well. Yeah, it hmm.
3: would be nice. And then Mad Dog could turn around and just focus on their fine brand of liquors. <laughs> Right? Is it the same Mad no, Dog? It's Is it the same Mad Dog? I
1: don't
2: think. It's... I don't think that it's the same Mad Dog.
4: Oh, okay. A story with that. When me and Erica, well,
3: I turned oh. 21. Mad Dog stories are.
2: Yeah. You sure you want and, to tell and, this and on air?
3: normally it's like, and then I woke up in prison. <laughs>
2: Or a cheeseburger on I my I was chest. not a drinker.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was not a drinker
3: as a kid. I never really drank. But you're not supposed to drink as a kid. So, I don't know. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. That's I not not really that. brag about that. You're not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone around me did,
4: but but anyways, at 21, I decided. Well, okay, we're legal. We can go get something to drink now, right? So let's go see what we're gonna get to drink. So we go to this liquor store in California, and I was just looking. Well, what's the highest proof? Yeah, right. That's all that's I, he... I, I didn't know anything about liquor. I'm just, what's the highest proof? But the,
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> the highest proof at this store was this liquor called Mad Dog,
2: right? So yep. that's what I got. i like, that's what I'm supposed to get, right? I, I'm sorry. That was wrong, right? Yeah. yeah. How, how did that turn out? How did that turn out? It was horrible.
3: Yeah. I spent all night trying to mix it with everything so I could drink it. You, you can't, can't.
2: There's nothing There's nothing that's going to kill that. It's a, just, it was
3: terrible. It's a means to an end. Yeah. That's
1: the it was the reason it's the highest idea. proof is
2: because its only function is to get you drunk. Like yeah. That's that's the only thing it's trying to do. It's not. Yes.
3: <laughs> well, I learned that on my 21st birthday. <laughs> This is what happens when you don't start drinking before you turn twenty-one. That's why we. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah that's is. why you, you
2: got a sample before. Just kidding. To any kids listening, don't sample.
1: <laughs> oh, no, don't, happens, don't, and do don't not break.
2: take drinking advice from us. No, ever. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Never take drinking advice from the Irish. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's that's a true story.
3: (laughs) So uh, moving along, there was uh, a story about, I guess, Jill Biden and her... uh her indoor cycle of choice.
2: Yeah. So what what is happening now? What what now? She does Soul Cycle too. What what okay. is happening? Okay.
4: See, I'm all confused. So okay, the story has nothing to do with Soul Cycle. <laughs> it just so happens I saw the word Soul Cycle in the article, and I'm like, what what? So the story is about how on Valentine's Day, Jill <laughs> Biden does fun things, and she decided to put all these hearts on the White House lawn, and her and the president went out, and they were drinking coffee around all these hearts and things said things like love and courage.
2: Okay. okay. And then they
4: they cut to an interview with her granddaughter who goes, yeah, she's a really fun person. She's the kind of person that would like wake us up at five in the morning and we would do soul cycle. <gasps> and I was like, another person doing soul cycle now Kamala and now Jill's doing soul cycle.
3: Why like there? why there's the liberal media sitting on these scandals until after the election. <laughs> <laughs> why are That's we just now me finding this, this out? <laughs>
4: To be critical and pertinent information for yes.
2: me. <laughs> I'm starting to think there's another reason Joe didn't have his Peloton in the White House. Like, I'm starting to think this is like some kind of cover up.
1: The, the,
3: the, the women in his life put their collective foot down. Yeah, I'm worried. This doesn't have anything to do with the Secret Service.
2: This <laughs> has nothing to do
4: with the
3: camera in the
1: bike. None. Nothing.
3: nothing. Not a thing. Oh. We are getting to the bottom of this scandal. We are. We're tackling the stories the other outlets are scared to go after. That's right. We need a reporter on the ground. Yes. I want a little press hat with the little.
2: I nominate you, John. You're the closest. We need a
3: fedora. If I can get into that White House
4: press room, that's the first question I'm asking. What about the soul cycle thing, though? But what about the soul cycle thing? You don't care about North Korea. Yeah, COVID and everything. But look, what about this soul cycle thing? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I want to know.
1: About. Uh. So,
3: so uh, Bob Tremore found an interesting article that, yeah. uh, that we're not, I guess we're not entirely sure how to interpret, not just because it was in Chinese.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and just <laughs> I said it to John earlier because I was like. Say what now? <laughs> because because it's confusing because it says it says that Kwai Mei is returning to Taiwan to invest in building a smart factory. Right. And it talks about major fitness and and all of these things. And there's a whole bunch to it. But what what I cannot tell is, is it truly about Peloton? So I, I asked Bob Tremor and he says that Kwai if I'm even pronouncing it correctly, uh, that that translates to Magtonic. Uh, In English, so... John, I, I I'm how you you totally tra- like
3: I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just like magtonic's not a word. Right? I don't, I don't like, know. That's...
2: I don't know. So so this, <laughs> how
3: I was... does it translate? I don't to a know. Non-word? I, I, I don't... was gonna
2: put John on the spot and ask him. John, you're
3: you're fluent in Mandarin. <laughs> <Straighten laughs>
2: you
1: now taking out.
3: me back a little bit. I'm, I'm brushed up on it.
4: Well, I'll try to recall. But, well, well, I kind of went with it when you said I was out and about. It was funny. I was out and about, and you sent me the text, and then I opened up the link. <laughs> And then you know how Facebook Messenger opens up in like another, like it didn't open up in my browser on my phone. Like it was an embedded browser. Oh, right. So no. it didn't
2: translate it. Oh, and I'm no. like, you're not translating. I <laughs> really like, can't read any of this. <laughs> I got half. So now he's disagreeing with me. He's like, yeah, that could be.
4: <laughs> I, eventually I had to copy the link out and I went over to Chrome, but I got it. But, but the reason I thought what Bob said might may have some credence is, I remember doing all these researches on Rexon. Yeah. And I used to always, it would always say a different name for Rexon. And,
2: and, and I, would I all remember going, you that, telling me that? Is that.
4: that? Yes. That ain't
2: right. Okay. Okay. And then I
4: found out that the term that it translates to actually means Rexxon in. And I didn't get how those translated, but I finally was like, oh, okay. So when he says that about magnetonic, I, I guess that has some creases. Okay. So,
2: so we're going to assume that it's true And and the whole point to this article Is that they're investing in a smart factory There's some major changes happening If that's the case If this is true Because they're going to be introducing a robotic arm And it's going to be putting the bikes together For the first time ever
3: Oh, I thought it was like If you weren't pedaling enough It would just smack you <laughs>
2: That's a 2022 add-on, okay. uh, <laughs> and it will smack you from Taiwan.
3: Oh, you know what? The arm has a little hand at the end, and it's got water in it, and you can drink f- straight from the the robot hand, just like it's molded after it's a j- mold of John Foley's hand, and it just it and, only
2: comes with the trend.
3: Down the arm is a tube, and well, I only just, it just keeps putting water into it, and you. Just,
2: okay, so. But like this is, <laughs> <laughs> but this is really that interesting. That seems like
3: I'd be difficult to drink. Like I know well, it's a it movable does. arm, John. Think it through. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, like, come <laughs> on, <laughs> man. You're better than you that. Right? Yeah, I was slow on that one.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so so, but seriously, this is going to change everything because they've been putting all these bikes together in America, right? And they're going to be able to put it together with. With a robot, this is going to go a lot faster, and in theory, it will make the quality assurance much higher.
4: Okay, I see. So, ba- so based on based on the time that this article was written, okay, which was yeah, like
2: that's a good point three
4: months or so prior to Peloton purchasing Magtonic and they talk about, oh, they're about to build a new facility, which yeah. we know at the time Magtonic was about to build another facility. Yeah. And, and so, and, and they were talking about it wouldn't open for a year, which was the same thing with Magtonic. That's why these things kind of overlap. So it makes you think, yeah, maybe this is the same. I, I don't know if it really is, but it does make you wonder. It does, um, and that is in our if older that, article. But if that was the case, then I would assume those are already happening, right? they should facilities is already up and running, but
2: that would make sense, right? Because they're talking about how much faster the capacity is now, how much how much bigger the capacity is. So it's coming out a lot faster there they're ahead of demand. So all of those things kind of make sense. But you know, we have to rely on the Taiwanese news because that's where the stuff happens. Right. like that's where it gets put together. So that is an old article. So we don't know if it's actually about Peloton. Right. And if it's already in place.
4: And also the article was making, it was kind of making a generalization. It was saying at the time, you know, tariffs were higher if you were shipping out of China because of the trade war. And it was talking about how manufacturers were moving plants to Taiwan so they could get around all these tariffs. And so it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just any singular manufacturer. It was like all manufacturers were going, oh, we got to move. We gotta move to Taiwan. And so that's the side of it that makes you go, I guess it could be magtonic. Maybe it's just another manufacturer.
3: Like, I'm not sure, but I don't know. We felt everybody needed to know. But there you go, now you know.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Sorta.
3: Sorta. (laughs) Or maybe you don't. That's glad we're we're maybe you don't. We're here to help. (laughs) Are we though? Are we? Well, it's
2: entertaining, if yeah, nothing else. Yes.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> learned about robot arms. That helps. <laughs> so, uh, well, anyway, I guess that's it uh, for this week, John. Until next week, where can people find you?
4: They can find me on Facebook at my Run, Lift & Live group or uh, page. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift & Live, or at runliftandlive.com.
3: Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses
2: so don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your
3: order. Go to Hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's
2: TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. You
3: know, while we're speaking of Bob Tremore, Yeah. Uh, he also had another interesting find.
2: He did. He did. So we have talked uh, several times on the show that uh, we think that very soon Peloton will be expanding uh, their classes into other languages, and we also think that uh, it is very, very likely that Spanish will be the next language that they move to. So um, Bob has been kind of watching that, and he... So the other day, John Foley mentioned it in a meeting, and he talked about upcoming additional foreign language support. Right after that, there are two new studio production jobs opened up, mm-hmm. and they both say they both require proficiency in Spanish. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Getting the psychological edge with Dr. Jen
3: back again via the magic of Zoom. Tube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist, and most importantly, for our purposes today, sports psychology consultant, you may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen, her long running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection and Intimacy. Dr. Jen, hi.
2: Hi. Hello. OK, well, we have another great question from the Clipout Group. This one is from Aaron Lavin. And Aaron, he would like to ask you about staying focused on Peloton with his ADD. He says that originally uh, Peloton captured his attention, but over the last two years, he's done almost every class with every instructor. And now he drifts off in his head. Do you have any thoughts for him?
5: I do. I have a lot of thoughts. And, you know, first of all, the question becomes, is it a good drift off or a bad drift off? Like, for example, one of the things that I find personally, and as you know, I'm obsessed with my Peloton, (laughs) um, is that a lot of the time I come up with some of my best ideas and and I have a real creative spell on the Peloton. My brain is getting all of that oxygen. And I find that I come up with great ideas, whether it's, you know, about my next column or a book I want to write or a post that I'm going to do or like solving a a problem for, you know, a client or my family. And so I think that, first of all, you want to kind of give yourself the room that your brain's getting all this oxygen and if you're if it's helping you come with ideas you may want to keep a small pad by your tread or by your bike or nearby where you can write down some ideas that you have and that way you can also let them go because sometimes what happens is you get a great idea and then you're like oh no i'm afraid i'll forget it (laughs) you gotta hold on to it yeah yeah, and then it distracts you and you can't focus on the rest of the class and then you're screwed. So I think that sometimes that can be very valuable. I think that one of the things that we talk about a lot in sports psychology is a state of mind called flow. And flow is this concept that was created by this guy, and I'll never get his last name right. His first name's Mikhail, and his last name is like Mikael Like it's like got a lot of syllables. Yeah, it's 55 syllables and it's very complicated. But anyway, Mikael came up with this idea about flow and flow is the state of mind that you get into where you lose track of time, where what you're doing becomes effortless, where you are, it, it's like a higher plane. And if you think of the, the best workout you've ever had, or, you know, like when I was an athlete, when I was a rhythmic gymnast uh, competing, if I think about the best competition I ever had, you're, you're in flow when you do that. Even sometimes you're, if you're driving your car, if you've ever had the experience where all of a sudden you're like, Hey, like I'm like two miles away. Like, I don't remember driving it, the right, last two miles.
1: That?
5: Yeah. yeah it's, that's a, a form of flow. And if you can get into flow while you are exercising, it tends to make time pass really quickly. It tends to make the workout a whole lot more fun. It makes it way more enjoyable. makes you feel great. So it's wonderful you can get into that. And part of how you get into that is by trying to be in the moment and trying to center yourself. And sometimes, and, you know, I, I love – I'm kind of going off to the side and coming back, you'll see how it's related in a minute. I love Ross Rayburn's meditations. The reason why I love Ross Rayburn's meditations, if you haven't done them, is that Ross always talks about, you. May, your mind may be wandering. That's okay. That's part of this meditation. <laughs> and you may be fidgeting right now in, in the sleep meditation. That's part of the meditation. I love that. about. Like <laughs> I can't get enough of Ross's meditations for that very reason because... It helps you not judge yourself and become self-conscious about what you're doing, which derails you from what you're doing. And it's the same thing when it comes to what this guy's talking about, that when you're working out and you find your mind wandering, if you don't give yourself permission to let your mind wander, what ends up happening is that you beat yourself up for your mind wandering, which takes you out of your workout, which distracts you, which makes it harder to get on track. And now you're berating yourself like, oh, I have ADD, and this is terrible, and I should be able to focus, and now this workout's going to (laughs) suck. And it's like – and you go down the rabbit hole and you don't want to do that. And I think that sometimes you got to kind of give yourself permission, to say, you know what? My brain's getting a lot of oxygen. If I'm enjoying the path that my mind is wandering down, that's okay. I'm going to keep my legs moving and I'm going to kind of enjoy this process. And we have to figure out what works for us. And there are some days where maybe we need to let our mind wander and have some cool ideas and other days where we need to be more focused. If this is really bothering him, then what I recommend is, doing some meditations on a, on a regular basis to help you be more mindful, probably doing some yoga classes to help you get centered and also checking out the, the book flow. That's all about that state of mind to help you figure out how you can get more flow in your life. You know, I, I'm a little addicted to flow. I love <laughs> flow. I think that it's really one of life's great joys and I think that understanding what it is can help you to get there better. I
3: love that. That's excellent advice. That is excellent advice. Wow, you're talking about your mind wander. This is what my mind did when you started talking about flow. Oh dear. So. <laughs>
2: oh no. <laughs> our question is from
3: Aaron Lavin. Okay. Linda Lavin, starred in Alice.
1: <laughs> oh, where, okay.
3: with talk about a rabbit hole <laughs> with the waitress, flow. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I can understand why your mind would wander. Yeah. I just all of a sudden I'm connecting
3: all these pop culture dots in my head. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's all
5: connected. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well,
3: thank you very much for all that. Before we let you go, I'll uh, remind everybody where they can find you in between
5: episodes. You can find me on all social media at Dr. Jen Man to ends on Jen to ends on Man. I always post where else I am on TV and radio, and my in Style Magazine column Hump Day with Dr. Jen, and I also on Instagram on Insta Stories. I post all of my Peloton workouts. Awesome! Thank you. Thank you.
3: So, uh, how's Metpro been treating you?
5: Uh, good. I get to eat a
2: whole bunch of carbs right now. Like, I'm on I'm on the highest level of up adjust that there is for women. And apparently, I am such a good eater. I'm right. so talented
3: at eating, at eating yeah. that
2: only 5% of women get to this part. So, yeah, I can eat a lot.
3: Congrats.
2: I mean, I, I don't to have, think
3: that's really what they were saying.
2: I, I mean, but, I know. I know that. But
3: if there's a way to turn it into an insult, you'll find it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I do do that, but um, <laughs> but if I don't, somebody out there will. Yeah, and and then they'll send me a nasty message about it. So, so I might as well in front just, of it. yeah, yeah. Um, but but actually, all joking aside, what's cool about it is that I got I got to have cheat meals this week. Ah, and since my life has changed so much, apparently a cheat meal is having almond chickpea cookie dough. Hmm. Yeah, and it was delicious.
3: I think the cheating part is the fact that they called it a cheat meal. Well, it was my
2: choice. It It was my choice. (laughs) But but how's it treating you?
3: Well, okay. Like obviously, there's limited things I can eat, right? Like you know, we all we've talked before about what a weird eater I am, and so so like you know, they're not happy with with what I'm eating, but I'm I am eating within their parameters. Yeah. So they wouldn't recommend this to regular people who eat like normal adults. Yeah. But they're granting angelo is granting me a special dispensation
2: he has and
3: so uh angela
2: angelo and i are just cheering that we got a tomato in you yeah i accidentally. mean accidentally
3: yeah it's tomato sauce it's a
2: pureed tomato but hey we're gonna but count i like it. tomato
3: sauce it's like pizza sauce so it's basically like i'm drinking a pizza
2: well we're happy about
3: so, that so but yeah so i have like the first day the eggs there were so many eggs oh my god there are so many eggs <laughs> so so many eggs like, <laughs> They wanted me to eat seven eggs. And I was like, this is like some sort of old timey boxer diet. Like, what are you doing? Like, am I, tr- am I trying to fight Joe Lewis? And and uh, That's but- because
2: you were eating so low carb right. and so high protein, they were trying to they were trying to, like, keep you on that and then, like, slowly wean you off of it. Yeah. But the problem is that. You were eating so much over the day and they were trying to kind of front load, front load your protein yeah. to the front of the day. And
3: there's well, there's all sorts of science to what yes, they're doing. Yes. And I'm not like scientifically or math minded. So I just shut up and do what they tell me. As long as it's something I can choke down, that's what I do. Yeah. And so it's like it. Not, they backed off on the eggs because I was like, dude, I can't eat this many eggs. So it's like five eggs. You it's started
2: like, turning green. Yeah. You're like I'm full. And then I'm like really I'm full.
3: And then for lunch, it's. Chicken on a whatever you put a burrito in or a, a tor-
2: tortilla, sure, a corn tortilla. Okay,
3: and uh, you buy all the stuff and then I just slap it together yeah. and then.
2: What did you call it the other day? A burrito a, blanket. A burrito
3: blanket. <laughs> <laughs> so what keeps your burrito warm? And and then, f- but for dinner is normally like six ounces of beef or turkey. And then I have to... And the one... They said three cups of tomato sauce, which is literally like half a jar No, of, it was
2: an entire jar, honey. Of old, an entire jar. Of
3: ragu. Yeah. And I was just like, you can't be serious. You can't really want me to eat all that. And he was like, just... Eat as much as you can, so it's like I'm doing like a cup and a half. Yeah, but it's it's a lot. But it is. It is a lot
2: of food. It is. Like that's the cool thing is you're never hungry. Yeah. Also, the cool thing is that we have very different needs and we're in two very different places. And we
3: talked to a listener who's been doing it for a while. Yeah. And he's doing something radically different yeah. than either of us is doing. So it's like it's very tailored to what your what your tastes are. Mm-hmm. Like they have a lot of options. And honestly, like I'm I'm making fun of it, but honestly, I've probably never eaten healthier because. I'm eating chicken and a little bit of cheese and corn tortillas and it's nothing's chemical. They don't have a shake. They're trying to sell you or a pill or anything like that.
2: It's like it's not it's not a fad diet. It's real food. That's the best part about it. Yeah. Uh, So we're we're like what um, I guess I am almost two months in and I've lost about eight to 10 pounds. Uh, I'm on my up adjust right now. So today it's on the eight side Um, and I've lost eight inches. And then where are you?
3: I think I'm more like five weeks in because okay. like there was a gap where Angela and I were playing phone tag a little bit before we kind of got up and running. And so I th- I've lost like seven pounds, I yeah, think. So, I think that's right. Yeah.
2: So I mean, we're very happy with where we're going with yeah. this. This is it's kind of fun to see how, how different your food is from my food. Totally. And it's it's very accessible. It's all things you can easily get from the grocery store, which is a big plus totally like
3: it, like i said they're not selling you food it's mm-hmm. nothing weird it's all you can just go to a grocery store and buy all the stuff we're eating it's regular just chicken and stuff so it's
2: more about the science than about anything crazy that they're doing
3: yeah so well, we'll, we will keep you posted if you want to check it out yourself you can go to metpro.co it's not a com it's a co metpro.co slash tco Yes. And you get all, you get, uh, what do you get?
2: You get up to a, f- uh, a month free. Yeah. So they'll, they'll like walk you through the different options and then figure out which is the best match for you. So happy to answer questions for people. Just reach out to us.
3: Absolutely.
6: Peloton in the news.
3: So you've probably uh, seen it by now, but in case you haven't, Peloton was, uh, on SNL, in a manner of speaking,
2: yeah. I mean, they were there's all the instructors, sure, uh, but they were. It was it was about Peloton. Oh, you've heard of Peloton, but but maybe maybe their instructors don't work for you. You might need a pillow yeah. And so it's like
3: Peloton, <laughs> but the instructors say shitty things to you, yeah,
2: passive aggressive things to yeah. you. Uh, it was it was pretty funny. One of my favorite one is well, I have two favorites. One is when they have the fisheye camera behind him and his his like, oh, yeah. look how look how big my ass my looks <laughs> my other favorite is when she's like um yeah you know, literally like if you tell me i can then i'm going i'm i can't like i won't and yeah. i'm gonna go smoke a cigarette
3: <laughs> i like the one where she was like you're doing great for just having had a baby i didn't have a baby <laughs> she's like well, maybe one day
2: <laughs> but, yeah it was fun uh, you know
3: one of the things i liked about it too though is like there are so many times where the joke is that this is how Peloton instructors are. Yeah. And they're not at all. <laughs> and so I like the fact that it, it, it kind of tacitly acknowledges that this is not what a Peloton instructor is. And I think two years ago, a sketch like this, the joke would have been that this is how Peloton instructors are.
2: Yeah. Well, and, and it wouldn't have been accurate were that no, the
3: case. But not at all. But I think but it's reached a kind of a tipping point in culture where People know that the Peloton instructors aren't yelling at you. Yes, definitely.
2: Definitely. I think it's great. I love that they've made it to Saturday Night Live officially. That's...
3: It's just a shame. Uh, I was kind of bummed that uh, Leslie Jones wasn't there because she's know. such a Peloton fanatic.
1: It would have been perfect. It would
3: have been great, and she probably could have. I mean, she could always help write jokes because she's a professional comedian. I don't know if you know that or not. I did, but uh, but she could have definitely like it would have been right in her wheelhouse because she loves it and spent so much time on it. She probably would have had a unique take on it. Absolutely. And then on the heels of that, Psychology Today had an article about how that sketch taught you how to build exercise habits.
2: Yes. And um, I'm not going to go through this whole thing because it's kind of a long article. But the takeaway is that, shockingly, that actually can help some people. And they go through the science of why that taunting is. them. Yes,
3: absolutely. I mean, you I, first off, it's a motivation that you've seen in sports for a long time. Absolutely. It's why I hate them and want nothing to do with them. So, I mean, it is a motivating factor for some people. Some right. people will find that very effective. If you tell me I can't, then I'll show you. But other people will just be like, OK, go after yourself. Yeah, that's And what, that's you. That's what I am.
2: Yeah. But I thought it was just a fun article. It's I mean, it's it's a. Well written sciency article, so it's right. not fun. But I just thought it was great to hear that, like, oh, that is effective for some people, and here's here's why. So I thought it was great.
3: Inside Hook had an article about are people falling in love with their Peloton instructors?
2: Yeah. This- yes. <laughs> yes.
3: There are always weirders out there that think that. Yeah, but.
2: Well, and if you read the article, it actually talks about like. It's a connection, and that especially with the pandemic, that people are looking for a connection, sure. And that it's kind of a special one because your Peloton instructors are like there for you every day. Mm-hmm. They tell you really nice things about yourself, and they're constantly supportive and good for you. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> when you put it like that, yeah, they're kind of the perfect relationship. But uh, you know, I think a lot of people. I always just assumed that a lot of people just. Said that you know they were being kind of silly. I mean, oh, I, know, yeah, I know I know there are people out there that that they, yeah, I mean, get
3: creepy, but it's no different than people that have a crush on a singer in a band, or, or an actress, or what you know. I mean, don't make it weird, but it's. I mean, you are on your screen all the time. You're, you know, that's going to happen for some yeah. Either.
2: I guess I just you know to me it's a it's a connection that people have. It's not yeah. really being quote unquote in love with them and 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 I hope people aren't really in love with the instructors because it makes me kind of sad for them if they are
3: <laughs> like yeah. that's
2: that's kind of a lonely place to be you know that that's that's the only
3: yeah ho- hopefully it's like They feel a connection, not they actually are in love with them.
2: Exactly. That would be problematic. It would. And also might be why there are now security guards with all (laughs) the instructors. (laughs) Yes, for the people
3: that are in love with an instructor and they're wrong.
2: Yeah. The instructor does not love you back in that way.
3: They do not.
2: (laughs) It's a fun article, though. It's cute. Also, just a little, uh, I don't think I remember to put it in here, so I'm going to say it here. Um, We had talked about how to high five and the flirts and everything. Well, right after we had that discussion... Peloton put out a survey to the Peloton singles group and they like asked a bunch of questions about how they connect with people on the leaderboard. And right. it was uh, really funny. So if you guys haven't checked it out, check out the Peloton blog post about that because they go through and they they have like all of these statistics about um, how people interact in the singles group and on the bike and what high fives mean. right? And like the most fascinating by far to me was that 50% of the people... Feel that it's not flirting, and fifty percent of the people feel that it is. So I guess it's just what you want to see. Yeah. <laughs> or, or
3: is it like? Does that mean that like the men think they're flirting and the women think they're not?
2: I know it was. <laughs> it was definitely a mixture of both, okay. based on the quotes that they had included in there. Gotcha. So it was. It was a neat little blog post. I really liked it. It was a good follow up to an earlier article too.
3: Totally. And then uh, Kendall was on CBS LA.
2: Yeah, there was a whole interview about, like, her entire backstory. So if you haven't gotten to see Kendall's backstory, you don't know Kendall's backstory, you definitely need to check this out. There wasn't anything that, like, stood out to me that was like, aha. Right. But, um, but you know, she did talk a little bit about, like, you know, the struggles she's had, like, with a little bit of body image and things like that. But it's just a great it's always great to get the background of the instructor, totally. so and I'm I always, love seeing that they're highlighted in this way.
3: Yeah, it, it always fascinates me when when an instructor talks about body image issues. Right? It's it's just like the grass is always greener.
2: I mean, yeah, know? that's that's true.
3: Insider dot com had an, an article about Just King and her counting carbs or lack thereof.
2: Yeah, so and and basically what this article is really about is intuitive eating. So it's what Dr. Jin Man has talked about mm-hmm. many many times. Absolutely. Um whenever you read the headline it kind of sounds like she doesn't need to, like she's above that, but but really it's about like she's eating what she's feeling and that like she makes sure to have a healthy relationship with food. So if you are curious about the details of what what her and her girlfriend actually eat, there is there's details in here. But you know, just overall, it's really she's just saying she doesn't she has a very healthy relationship with food, which is great.
3: Absolutely. Tom's Guide had an article about the best shoes for your Peloton. We should just uh, so, you know, to take this seriously, know that Tom's Guide is not affiliated with me.
2: Yeah, it's a different Tom. So
3: they actually know what they're talking about.
2: <laughs> yeah. And there was nothing that really stood out to me. I just think it's funny that You know, I've had my bike four years now, and until this year, I've never seen anybody have an article about the best shoes for your Peloton, and now I've seen two, (laughs) and I just think it's funny. It's just another, like, the word Peloton gets the clicks, And, and it's funny to me also they included that the Peloton cycling shoes are the best for your bike because so many people say that's not true. Like they don't like the Peloton cycling shoes. Yeah. I like the Peloton cycling shoes, but um, I also have the old school white ones. A lot of people have the black ones and they don't like them as much, but I don't like the little closures on the black ones, but the uh, the white ones I've had for four years now, still kicking them.
3: Oh, so you didn't get new ones when you got the bike, plus you just kept the old ones
2: they didn't they didn't give me any, so I, I would have had to buy them separately, yeah. and my shoes are fine, and so it's like, really, do I need to spend another hundred and twenty dollars? It's not like I'm wearing them like wearing them around, and so I'm wearing them out what you don't you don't walk in them. You don't walk in them like my tennis shoes. I was like,
3: who are you?
2: Yeah, because (laughs) what
3: have you done with my wife?
2: Because the tennis shoes. Well, first of all, now they've become a collector thing because people who ride the bike now are like, I want the white ones. When I had the white ones back then, all I wanted was the black ones. Yeah. So I just think that's funny. They're a collector item. But also, seriously, you don't really wear out your bike shoes. Like, you don't, it's not, it's not like you're putting pressure on them in the same way as if you were walking. Yeah. So everything I've read says you really don't need to replace them that often. Okay. So. so hey, I'm, just,
3: I'm not complaining about you not buying clothes and Well, stuff. now
2: I'm going to go buy a new God, pair. Damn
3: it. What was I thinking?
2: I don't know, but you ruined it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, the heart rate monitor you have is amazing and you don't need a new one.
2: <laughs> so this is another, this is funny to me because now, now Shape Magazine, have you noticed that Shape Magazine lately has been like throwing out Peloton this, yes. Peloton that? I think I
3: commented on it the other way. I was like, yeah, another Peloton article from Shape.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's been, it's been, they have been on a real roll. Uh, so I don't know if like Peloton and Shape teamed up for some kind of PR like campaign for this right. year or what, but they keep adding things. And so now we've got the best. Heart rate monitors per Shape Magazine. And, uh, I mean, there are so many good heart rate monitors out there. So, you probably already know these. They, I don't know why they need two Wahoos and two polar's. Yeah. by the way. Um, a lot of people go with the Scoochie, the Scoochie, whatever you say. I, I actually kind of didn't like that one. It kind of irritated me. It kept dying. But... Um, of course, Garmin. I loved my Garmin. I miss my Garmin. <laughs> uh, there's lots of good ones, though. So if you really need to know, we're going to send it out in the newsletter. So you'll have the article. But I don't think you need to spend a ton of money on a heart rate monitor.
3: So joining us today via the magic of Zoom tube is Tori from Peloton Closet. Hello. Hi.
2: Hi. Crystal, hi Tom. Well, welcome back. Uh, we have another fun question for you. This is totally outside of my purview. What are the upcoming trends that people can watch for this spring? Like, what's the hot stuff? So but when they see it, they yeah. can just buy it. They can just know. Tori, are they in? Are they doing the right thing, or they should they pass?
6: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you know, just for a little bit of background, athleisure and activewear is the fastest growing category in fashion and And it is predicted to be a sector worth nearly 550 billion with a B by 2024. (laughs) So I mean, (laughs) there is money to be made. There are so many new players in the game and all of the brands are really trying to, you know, follow the larger fashion trends of more like in the ready to wear sector and just to get eyes on their product and to blow up and to have like the hot new thing that everyone wants to buy. So I've kind of looked at what's coming out um, both in like regular fashion, but also in athletic fashion and come up with about five different trends that I think we'll be seeing on our Peloton instructors and in the active wear sector uh, coming up this spring. Okay. So let, let's dive in. Yes. So first of all, color. And you know, none of this is rocket science, right? Like we all know springtime is like those pastels, those really pretty light colors that sort of help us feel like, okay, the cold weather is gone. I'm getting ready to Spend time outside again and be in nature. So those really pretty, like blush and blue and lavender and pale green, um, we're seeing a lot of that. There's a super trendy brand right now. I think they mostly sell on Instagram. A lot of influencers are wearing it and it's called Set Active, S-E-T, hmm. active. And uh, recently um, Olivia posted in one of their very pretty, like a light blue set, they, they sell sets right? So set, set. So it's a a sports bra and leggings or a top and leggings. It's a set. Took um, me a minute, but I'm there now. Um,
1: (laughs) Okay. So, you know,
6: recently Olivia was, who is really like a fashion trendsetter for, for Peloton. So she posted in one of these outfits, and I think we're going to see a lot more of these like matching sets in the really pretty pastel colors, set active cells. I mean, if you even look at what they call their colors, one's called baby. One's called Blush. One's called Oat Milk. So, you know, really like those pretty light colors, I think we'll be seeing a lot of. Okay. So another one, again, kind of a no brainer florals for spring right mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, are these gonna be
2: are the big florals or are these gonna be the small
6: florals are no, we talking like old lady
2: dress
3: seeing... yeah, like grandma couch
6: yeah what are we yeah no give us no, some... no. <laughs> what, what i what i've been seeing are these really pretty delicate floral prints a brand called beach riot which i've seen leanne wear a mm-hmm. lot of and other instructors They just did a collaboration with a ready-to-wear brand called love shack fancy and it's a collaboration just these really pretty pastel florals delicate floral prints and i think we will be seeing a lot of that i just saw olivia wearing a a sports bra that everyone went nuts for that was like a very little delicate roses printed on it so i think it's that delicate floral not the grandma couch, Tom. Sorry. <laughs> I think big and bold is kind of more of a winter look, and spring is like a softer, delicate look. Okay. Now so I've heard some of the some problem. Some of that coming out.
3: Now I've heard some of the problem with uh, the Love Shack sports bras is they only come in one size B52. B- <laughs>
2: <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it. <laughs> you've you've very made very fancy of you, Tom. <laughs> it's like you made her uh, speechless. <laughs> She's like, what do I do yeah, with where? that? <laughs> oh, my God.
6: I know. It's Love my... act Fancy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> moving on All to the right, next. Moving on, <laughs> Tom. Moving on
6: from that. I'm going to let that one go. Another big trend that I think we're going to see, again, is thing that's been in Regular fashion, but it's so obvious for athletic fashion as well, is just the cutouts and the asymmetry. Throughout the winter, I've been seeing a lot more of the one shoulder bras on Peloton instructors. I've seen Kendall, I've seen Jess Sims, I've seen Rebecca Kennedy. And so the one shoulder bras are getting to be more and more popular. And now I'm seeing more and more options. When I first started looking for, a one-shoulder bra, like there just wasn't that much out there, and more and more brands are coming out with like a one-shoulder bra or an asymmetric look, where maybe there's a thicker shoulder strap on one side and a thinner one on the other. I, I have questions. I say I, I yes. have a
3: question. As a boy, not being pervy, but for real, yeah. I think it's it, the same yeah. question. It, do that? Does that work?
2: Yeah. Like to me, I've tried wearing one before, and I felt very exposed. Like, and I also felt like things weren't going to stay where they needed to be
6: (laughs) (laughs) I hear you and I think that's a great question and it's a question a lot of my followers have been asking as well so I'll speak from my experience you know I would not run a marathon uh, in a one-shoulder bra that's for sure now I did have a follower who post who sent me a pic and she had her beautiful one shoulder bra on and said, I just finished an eight mile run. I was like, wow. OK, so that's working. You know, I think it really depends on A, the, the fit of the bra and, and B, like your anatomy. You know, there's some ladies that's just not going to work for. Her. But what's nice is that I'm seeing more and more brands, um, All Access and Aloe, Are coming out with the sort of a quasi one shoulder look where they'll have a much more supportive strap on one side and then a thinner strap on the other side. So you do have, you know, some symmetry, but, um, and you're supported on both sides, but it one is more, you know, one is thicker, more decorative. Maybe there's a cutout and one is maybe a thinner strap, but also in the back it's kind of where all the engineering goes and they are engineered to have more support, you know, coming from the back and going to the front. Okay. So, you know, I would say for bike, for lifting, for a bar class, for stretching, for yoga, Hard, yes. You know, for running, you do you. I, I would <laughs> you not necessarily might, advocate. You, <laughs> you might, you might, you might, might want to do a trial run. Yeah, you yeah. might yes. end your marathon
3: with a black eye.
6: Yeah, you
2: may not want <laughs> just, to just head right outside to the pavement. You might want to just do yeah. a trial run inside, see how that works before you head outside. Yes. <laughs> absolutely,
6: absolutely, okay. definitely, definitely. What else do you see? So, okay. Yeah. So this one kind of surprised me um, because gosh, I don't have the confidence um, in my personal life to rock this look, but I've been seeing so many followers who are really excited about the Peloton instructors wearing the one piece, the jumpsuits, the onesies. Um, Ali Love just wore one in green and white made by a brand that's um, from Canada called 20 Montreal. And I got so many DMs. People were like, where do I get this? How do I get this? I'm seeing more and more brands. Free People Movement has a bunch of onesies. Corral has a new onesie. Ultra Core has one. I mean, every brand has a onesie and people seem super psyched to wear them. So I, I think don't we'll be seeing more of that.
3: Sounds- I think you're
2: right, but oh my gosh, I cannot even imagine. I would feel so uncomfortable in it. It It sounds like an
3: old timey swimming suit.
2: Yes. Yes. What was that movie that we watched or maybe it was a TV show where the guy kept like he had he got up and he would go swimming every morning and his whole family made fun of him because it was old school. Oh, It was
3: uh, Mrs. Maisel. Yes. Yes. It was.
2: And so that's what it reminds me of. And like you have to have a very certain kind of body to to pull that off in my mind. I mean, that's my issue, but I could not. Do that, so I more power to the women that can and feel comfortable and confident. I am all for it, but I could not do that.
6: <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. It sort of surprised me that, but you know what? I love that you don't necessarily have to have Allie Love's figure to to rock this look. Like you do, you and the beauty of you know working out on your Peloton is that you're dressing for you. That's right. No one has to see how you look in that in that onesie. Like rock it, it's fabulous. I totally so agree I, with that. I salute everyone who wears one. Yep. And,
2: and and just a little fun fact. The very first homecoming we went to. I was thinking we the same to, thing.
3: I couldn't remember the instructor. It but. was
2: Jess King. The very first instructor or uh, home rider invasion we went in, we went to was four years ago. And she was wearing one all the way back then. It was solid gold. And she intimidated the hell out of me. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: I was like, I cannot go talk That's to her. amazing. That's too much. Because all, all the instructors, she
3: was like, let's get her picture taken with the instructor. On this one, she was like, you take the picture picture you're not getting your picture taken with yeah i was instructor.
2: like you're you're staying you're staying far away from her tom
3: <laughs> and it's funny because like to this day whenever we talk about the story i was like which one were the cats i know too? he like, has no idea even... it's so
2: funny it, it was just really intimidating to me so again that is clearly my issue not anybody else's issue and i am well aware of that <laughs>
6: all right well the final trend that um, i'm seeing and that i hope isn't really a trend but it is something that we see more and more of is sustainable fabrics and sustainable manufacturing especially spring we think about the earth we think about earth day and conservation and you know obviously fashion is not great for the environment there's you know there are a lot of issues but you know the manufacturing process is uh, not yeah packaging all of it not well known for being super earth friendly but we're seeing a lot more brands with a commitment to sustainable fabric, sustainable manufacturing, trying to reduce um, waste and, you know, using recycled packaging. So Girlfriend Collective is a brand that I've seen on a number of instructors, and they use recycled plastic bottles in, um, in their items. Um, PE Nation is a brand out of Australia and very chic, um, very high end a lot of uh, i've seen kendall wearing it and they just released a spring fashion line that's a capsule collection called conscious nation and again it's committed to using sustainable materials and processes and even athleta which is you know a brand that's part of the gap family they say that they that 76 of their materials are made with sustainable fibers so it's hopefully a trend but but something that's going to not just be a trend but something that we'll be seeing a lot more of and that brands understand like this is important to consumers and especially the type of consumers that are buying these higher end items are thinking about the impact that they make. And, you know, I, my followers are, you know, they don't like to, you know, help the fast fashion brands. Like they don't want that. They want a brand that is a little bit more conscientious and, you know, you want to be helping the earth, not harming the earth as you're getting healthy. Let's keep our planet healthy too. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think as, as the public has become more concerned about stuff like that, it's easier For manufacturers to make those choices because they know it's a selling point in a way where previously it had just been a cost that that might have been the right thing to do. But if nobody cared about it, it was just made them. Less competitive where now it's an actual selling Point so that helps a lot it does
2: yeah. it does Yeah, yeah. I, that's a great I love That you included that one um, and I've seen Like I've watched TV shows where they've Talked about that like in Fashion in general I have never heard Anybody specifically talking about it in the World of um, of like workout Clothes so I'm really glad to hear that That is starting to happen that's that is The best spring trend you brought up <laughs> In my opinion they're all fascinating but That's my save, favorite
3: save the best for last yes so.
6: yes <laughs> Nice job. Awesome. <laughs> thank,
3: thank you very much uh, once again for joining us. Until next time, where can people find you?
6: Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook as Peloton Closet. And I post uh, daily fashion updates. And uh, I also have a website, Peloton Closet. And I also ride my bike and take classes as Peloton Closet. But you won't find me unless you are really bad because I'm at the bottom of the leaderboard. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Checking
3: out the competition. Forbes.com had an article about how Apple Fitness is just the beginning of people trying to take a piece of the Peloton pie.
2: But, you know, here's the thing. Uh, when I went through and read this, mm-hmm. like my, my assumption was this was really about Peloton, too, but it's not. What it actually is is saying that, that Apple Fitness and all of these companies coming after are disrupting, like, everything else out there. It doesn't really address... Peloton specifically, it's basically saying everything that's happening right now, we're going to have a whole new wave of it. Right. Uh, like this, this, uh, this, what you see right there is a picture of a woman doing yoga. There's a sensor or a group of sensors that are placed on her and it is allowing her to work with this new app that as she does yoga, it gives direct feedback to the company and they can tell her how to correct and perfect her yoga moves. And so so what this article really is saying, there's all these new feedback devices that are coming out to market and it's going to completely change everything again. So what we're seeing today, it's all going to be different. Interesting. But it's not really directed at Peloton, which I, I just find kind of fascinating.
3: But it's also more damage to traditional gyms.
2: It is. It is
3: because you don't need a personal trainer to watch you, and you you're also not left to the vagaries of their whatever the, is their in interpretation their... of what you're doing, or if they're even really watching you. Sometimes, you know, like you know, yeah. it's, it's it's all done mechanically.
2: Well, there's there, I think they're still working with a personal trainer on that app. But oh, okay. I think so. It's like the feedback, and then they. I, I don't know. I didn't actually check into that piece of it. I just assumed there was still somebody interacting at some point.
3: Wow. Ah. And then Virtue Ride Cycling was written up in digitaljournal.com. So this is like, is this what it sounds like? You wear VR and ride an indoor bike?
2: No. Wow. Well, it's what it's really about is just that they're saying... The whole reason I put this in is just that like they're trying to take on Peloton. Yeah. Single handedly. Like they think that because they can ride indoors, they're amazing. Really what this is, is that they have found a way very similar to like what you do with your venue about having the recycled air at Mm -hmm. Family Arena. This, they have figured out a way to have complete recycled air in the room. So. That is great because that allows people to still be able to cycle in a room together. Okay. And um, because they're able to do that, supposedly they haven't had any COVID cases. Now, I'm a little skeptical of that because they're in Florida, which is one of the highest covid rates in the country right Right. now and um there's a lot of people that are not taking covid seriously in florida there's a lot of people everywhere that are not taking covid seriously so i really shouldn't pick on florida but i don't know i just find that really hard to believe because their rates are so so high yeah but they say they haven't had a covid case um and i know i know at your facility having that open air going through there made a huge difference it does
3: make a huge difference so so
2: But now they're going to be able to survive and thrive, and they're going to take on Peloton with their classes.
3: Okie dokie.
2: That's what I thought. I think they just wanted Peloton in the title. I think so, too. (laughs) Uh,
3: I think you're right. And then this last story isn't uh, technically about competitors, but I wasn't sure where else to file it, so it goes here. Uh, Facebook is working on their own Smartwatch.
2: they are uh so you might remember a while back they had a their own phone or maybe you don't oh yeah i
3: do remember they were going to do that. go so well it did not
2: uh and a lot of people think that's what's going to happen with this Watch. Just to be clear, that's what a lot of people think. But regardless, they're coming out with their own watch. They say that it'll be out in 2022. And they made a point to say it's going to connect with a whole bunch of hardware, including Peloton. So you're not going to need your phone. You're not going to need anything else. Your watch is going to connect directly to your Peloton and it's going to be able to track everything right on it. Now, the other interesting thing about this is that. It's all connected through Facebook, and so a lot of people don't necessarily like Facebook's information-gathering processes. But yeah, no, I mean,
3: Facebook has had a lot of uh, PR nightmares over the last four years.
2: They have, so um, that's a big question mark about this, too, because it, it all goes through Facebook. So, like, in theory, it'd be really easy to share your workout, right? But... What are they getting from you when you share it? That's the big question. So I don't know what's going to end up happening, and it's still quite a ways away, but I thought it was fascinating that they made a point to mention that it was going to work with fitness hardware, but specifically Peloton. Totally. Peloton Celebrity Sightings.
3: So Sterling K. Brown. Was spotted on a Peloton this week. Now, we saw him on a Peloton on the show, This Is Us. I think this is our first spotting of him as, a, as an actual person, not a character so on the show. So I thought
2: we did know this, and I even somebody even reached out this week and told me, so I can't remember, I don't remember. who messaged me, but I was wrong, and I owe you an apology. I'm
3: not 100% sure that we haven't <laughs> seen him on it, but I, I think the last time we talked about Sterling K. Brown on Peloton, it was because his character, Broad Randall, one. on This Is Us... Was was using a Peloton And I think we talked about like Oh I wonder if that got written in Because he has a Peloton And so he posted on Instagram And we should also point out Because we're from St. Louis And we like to bag on St. Louis Because it's fun It's what we do yeah. But uh, Sterling K. Brown Is also from St. Louis So yes. Yes. W- w- it's not it's not all downtrodden here We got no. Sterling K. Brown And John Hamm And Jenna Fisher and, yeah, yeah there's a
2: few people But I love Sterling K. Allie Brown Ellie Kemper Yeah
3: Yeah so but he's wonderful.
2: He is. I love Sterling King Brown. Like, he's just amazing.
3: And if you haven't seen the movie Waves, you should. <sighs> it's a gut punch. But damn, is it a good
2: movie? <sighs> well, like I said, I apologize to whoever I said. I already knew that. Apparently, <laughs> I didn't already know that. It was, I see
3: I, why I, you would get that yeah, cross. Because char-
2: this is us. Right. His character. <laughs> I
3: would, yeah, I totally get it. Dennis Morton brought back the Golden Buddha story.
2: Yeah, this was... um. So this story has quite a history in the Peloton community because I think it's been two, maybe three years at this point, I think maybe two, mm-hmm. uh, that he did for Pride, um, a Pride ride where he told the Golden Buddha story and... I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't heard it, but hearing it the first time like it gave me chills and it was I don't go back and ride rides that often. But this one I went back and rode a couple of times because it's just it was that good, but it was victim to one of the purges that we had Uh, and people have asked for Dennis to redo the Buddha story many times many times. And he finally did. And he did it this week, this last week. Um, and I got a chance to take it. So it was last Thursday. And um, he talks about it in the middle of Fix You. So it's like great song background mm-hmm. um i thought he did a really good job retelling it i know as somebody who says repeats things week after week sometimes that can be really
3: hard it can be yeah
2: because uh, it, it doesn't feel as
3: like you have a moment and it can be hard to recapture that moment exactly yeah. uh
2: and so i was pretty critical of that because i i could feel he was critical of that and right. i think that was his hesitation of doing it again it was such a moment that yeah. it's just hard to redo so um he did i think it worked i think it was a great um and also it was paired with um, his, so this was all to kick off his newest reset group of classes. So this is a series he's done before where it's it's time on the bike, usually 30 minutes and then 30 minutes of yoga right after that paired up. Um, and so the music from the bike is kind of, it. it's a whole theme and then it flows into the yoga class. And so you warm up on the bike, you get kind of relaxed, like your body all warm, and then you go do the yoga and you relax and take your mind to a good place. And so I did not do the yoga portion of it because I didn't have time that day. But I felt the class was like a little more low impact than what Dennis's usually are, which I think is perfect for pairing it up with yoga. Like it was a great pairing for that. So for anybody who hasn't had a chance to take that last Thursday, and you don't want to miss that. So check it out.
3: And then by the time people are hearing this, there will be a new spring drop.
2: Yes. Yes. Uh, So this falls, this drops tomorrow. I am really excited about this because it's going to be a pretty large drop from what I understand. It's going to hit online and it's going to be in stores. So for people who haven't hit stores in a while, this might be a good opportunity for you to do that. Everyone asks what time. I guess it really doesn't matter because it will have already happened by the time this airs. But uh, I'm very excited about the spring drop. (laughs) It's been a while since I've spent some cash. Oh, no. Maybe I'll get some new shoes while I'm there, Tom.
3: Oh, fun.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Peloton
5: birthday.
3: And then finally, uh, coming up on the 24th of February, it will be DJ John Michael's birthday. So, the Happy rec-
2: birthday. The
3: recently engaged yes. DJ John Michael. I hope
2: they do something special for his birthday. I mean, I feel like when you get engaged, like it's always like this, like special moment, and then like everything after that, that whole year is kind of like full of special things. Or how? Yeah, it I was just thinking, like, wedding.
3: oh man, if you just got engaged, how do you follow that up? Like, oh, I know, I just got you a ring, but here's a card and Amazon gift certificate.
2: I, I, I have a <laughs> feeling they have it covered. I don't know. Just, okay, just what I think. That. So,
3: but yeah, but just remember he did just get engaged. So if you're getting him something for his birthday, don't make it a date.
2: <laughs> he is taken. He is. He <laughs> is.
3: <laughs> and the instructors not falling in love with you. That goes for the DJs too.
2: That's right. Yes. Hands off. DJ John Michael is taken. <laughs> Speaking of taken. So are you and our anniversary is on the 21st.
3: Yes, it is. I'm very well aware I was there when it happened.
2: I was just making sure, you knew.
3: I don't forget things like that. No, you know that.
2: But I was just letting everybody know.
3: It's always difficult because our anniversary is so close to to, Valentine's Valentine's Day. Day. So it's like some years we like just roll it in and do it like one thing. And other years we're like, yeah, let's do two. So this year we're doing two. So should we say what we got each other for Valentine's Day? Sure. You go first.
2: Okay. Tom got me an amazing set of knives. Like I know that doesn't sound very romantic but like with all the Food prep I've been doing yeah,
3: and you've been struggling With the like the and chintzy- we had like
2: we had a shitty Pair of like a shitty set of knives yeah like we've Had them forever so
3: I bought like a Badass huge set of knives that she Could use that are
2: like a foodie approved Set yeah. of knives like and, they're w- amazing But it was
3: nervous because I know it's not it's a valentine's Day Gift it's not the most romantic thing and I Was like if she doesn't like these gifts Of knives the problem is I just gave her knives <laughs> Like she's now armed. And so
2: luckily I loved them. So it's
3: So thank goodness. They're beautiful. And then for me, she got uh, this is very different. So she got me uh, a conversation, a Zoom conversation with Mickey Dolenz from the monkeys. So I get to sit down and talk to Mickey for like 10 or 15 minutes, just about whatever monkey questions are rattling around my noggin. So I got to start writing them all out. Yeah. So I can uh, just pound through the questions what during my allotted of time so <laughs> looking forward to that i think we get a copy of it so maybe we'll post it on facebook or something
2: yeah that'll be fun yeah i'm looking forward to that looking forward to watching you get to have that conversation because i know you've met him a couple times but you've never really gotten to talk to him
3: no because it's like i'm running a meet and greet and so it's like it's a cattle call like you get your picture you move on and then that was pretty much what we did so, yeah, so
2: you have 10 uninterrupted moments Minutes. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Very cool.
3: We will have to check back next week to find out what we got each other for our anniversary.
5: Checking in with the Peloton community.
3: So, uh, joining us today via the magic of Zoom Tube is Amanda Teal, but we're supposed to call her Manders.
1: <laughs> Hi.
2: Hello. Hi. Welcome. So, okay, I am
0: really curious. When exactly did you get your Peloton? It got delivered in the middle of December, which I was really very lucky because I first discovered it. Well, didn't discover it. I first tried it myself in November and I had ordered it on vacation. Like I literally (laughs) rolled the bike on vacation and like, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was a bit of a crap talker. Like I was like, yeah, whatever. Like this. This is gonna be so lame. Like, cause I had seen people do it, some of my clients do it, but I've just never tried it myself. So we're on vacation, and the resort that we're staying at had the Peloton. And I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna try for fun. So like I'm I'm doing it, and it was a Cody Rigsby class. That was the first <laughs> class I ever took. Like, so funny, right? I didn't know. And I'm like, whatever, this is not gonna be good. So I'm doing it, and then like I start shutting up like as the workout continues, and I'm like oh <laughs> And I kind of like this. Wait a minute. This is kind of fun. And it was only a 30 minute class. And then I told my husband afterwards, I was like, okay, I actually really liked that. And then the next morning, I woke up early just to go down to the resort gym to do it. And then, literally, the third day of vacation, I bought a bike.
3: <laughs> That's an expensive vacation. Most people just get like a t shirt or something. Yeah.
0: Right. I was like, well, guess I'm hooked now. And then it wasn't supposed to be delivered until February. Oh my. And I know. And so I called like a few weeks in, it was maybe like the end of November. And I was just like, Hey, I just wanted to see, cause like some people had said, you know, if you call and somebody like moves their delivery date and there's an opening, you can get it. She's like, Oh, it's your lucky day. I have one on December 15th. And I was like,
3: wow. I'm so (laughs) pumped.
0: I was really excited. Yeah,
3: it's funny you were talking about how you were, you know you were smack talking it because I was saying to someone the other day the only thing worse than someone who won't shut up about their Peloton is someone who won't shut up about how much they don't like Peloton right like the the their yeah. flip side of the same coin but you know kudos to you though for being like yeah. okay I I, you got I love me. that you
2: tried it like yeah. you, that you were very skeptical and you tried it
0: anyway I love that. Yeah, I think honestly, though, like doing CrossFit for so long, I'm never in a place to like not try something. It's just kind of like how I've always been with CrossFit, like whatever it may be. I was like, yeah, we'll do it. But I just didn't know what to expect. And from my experience in the past, at least just for what I understood, cycling traditionally can be like really over the top. Like the instructors can be. A lot, and that's just not what I'm used to for my current way of training. And so I was like, "This is going to be so lame. This is going to be so lame. Whatever." Like I was actually so impressed at the difficulty of like what you could choose to. And at that point, I didn't even know anything about boot camps, running. I just had done cycling, so. It was just a whole eye opener for me. And I actually really loved it. Like from the second I got on it, I was like, oh, this is so fun.
3: <laughs> so here, here's the upside, though, about how this times out for you. Right. So, yes, you were someone that didn't like it and you came around, but you did it pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. So you can still shit on all the people who did no, it during it was the pandemic. Just,
2: it was this December, right? Well. Yeah, it was this past. Oh, it was this it was December? During, yeah. Like, oh. she just got out well, In life. that case,
3: you can't do any of that. <laughs> Whoops. We'll take all that out in post. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I just got it. So I'm still wow. really new.
3: So, okay, but I then, think, I'm, yeah. then I need to back up and, and be a lot more surprised when you tell me you were able to get one yeah, on December I was, 15th. I was okay. wondering,
2: there was no, like, he wasn't like, what? Uh, yeah, like, in my
3: head, this yeah. was like December of, yeah. of 2019 leading into, okay.
2: So, so you've heard about all the delivery delays, I'm sure. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize how serious it was until everyone was like, I can't believe you got your bike so fast. It was only like... I don't know, maybe three and a half weeks. Oh yeah. My God.
3: You're like the person who walks up to the box office the day of like Billy Ta- Joel. the day of Taylor Swift. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, they just released two third row seats. You want those? Yeah, Yes,
0: that's exactly, exactly my luck. I didn't even like say anything special. Like I was just like, hey, like just wanted to see. I know it's probably a no. Like I was not expecting anything. I just asked because someone told me to ask. <laughs> that's
2: amazing Yeah. okay and so so you are really into CrossFit how so like have you always been into like weights and functional fitness is that or is that kind of just new to you? Or I mean, I know it's not new, no. new, because you've been doing. This yeah, a while. <laughs> no, that has
0: been my primary uh source of training for the last like six years, okay. I started in CrossFit. And then I got into Olympic weightlifting through CrossFit. And I spent three years competing in Olympic weightlifting only. And then the last like, three, four years, I've kind of just done a mix of both. So CrossFit Olympic weightlifting. And it honestly worked out because the Peloton was such a great change of pace for me, like, especially with being home so much. I have like a a gym set up downstairs in my basement, which I'm really fortunate to have. I do have like a platform and a squat rack and everything. But like, it just wasn't the same as being in a traditional CrossFit gym. And I was kind of like lacking that motivation. And so it kind of just worked out so perfectly because it really shifted my training in a way that I never expected. Like I never thought that I would be like cycling, Um, but I'm still able to, to, you know, integrate it with my CrossFit and weightlifting. It's just taken a little bit of trial and error to figure out like how not to do too much because, you know, the volume can really add up quickly. And it's it's been really fun to do a mix of everything, honestly.
2: That's awesome. What kind of rides do you do you add in? Like, is it do you focus on hit? Or are you focusing on more of like the steady state or how are you integrating it?
0: So I have a day, so for people who might be listening that are not familiar with Olympic weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting is two movements. It's the snatch and the clean and jerk. And typically snatch is more like back and shoulders primarily. And then clean and jerk would be utilizing more of your posterior chain. So like your hamstrings, your low back, your quads. then there are some shoulders when you jerk, you know, from shoulder to overhead. So on days that I clean and jerk, I try to do like a 30-minute hit ride. I've been loving to do Alex Two Saints, Hills and Hit. That's like my favorite favorite to complement with the clean and jerks. And then for like snatch days, I will do a bike boot camp that's like an upper body focus. So I try to correlate it with what my compound movement is and then do like accessory movements that supplement to that. Like try to keep it on the same page kind of.
2: Oh, that's awesome. So I am also really curious about your thoughts on reverse dieting. Because I saw you mentioned on your Instagram. It really got my attention. I would love to hear, like, I, well, first of all, I know what it is, but I would like yeah, you to hear like, it explain it. I'm
3: like, I think I've been doing this my whole life. It's just the opposite <laughs> of dieting. Like, this seems, this is my speed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. reverse dieting is a concept that really confuses a lot of people and rightfully so. And it's exactly what you said. It's the opposite of a diet. And so I'm a nutritionist. And a lot of times when I get clients, I will get people who have been chronically dieting, like really, really under eating and maybe even doing like um, these type of Peloton workouts with boot camps, things that are what we would consider like glycolytic sports. So you need a lot of carbohydrates to fuel your workouts and all that stuff. So the downside to dieting for such a long period of time is that your body starts to adapt to that intake. And I touched on this a little bit in the post, it's called metabolic adaptation. And it basically just means that in order to keep your body alive and functioning, your body starts to learn how to live slash survive on that lower amount of calories. So this is kind of why you'll see people say that they struggle to lose like the last 10 pounds, or, you know, they'll just plateau after a really long time of dieting. And that's actually really normal. And so what I like to do with new people that I get who have never basically have never not dieted, is implement a reverse diet. And there's a lot of really great benefits that come from this. One being the obvious that you get to eat more food, but it's done in a controlled manner. So reverse dieting is the exact same thing as dieting except increasing. So every like few weeks, depending on you know the person's individual like adherence and stuff that they find works for them, they increase protein, carbs, and fats by just a little bit every few weeks or so. So it's not like a ginormous jump from a deficit to a huge surplus. It's just a really slow and controlled increase over time. And the same thing that happens when you go into a diet and your body's adapting, your body then does the same thing with reversing. So now we're trying to get your body to adapt to a higher amount of calories. And it can be really, really beneficial for people who have literally never spent time eating more than like 1200 calories or something like that.
2: Doesn't it like, in theory, start to increase your metabolism
0: and uh, help you like build muscle as well, right? Basically, when you have more muscle mass, your body burns more calories overall, which is awesome. And this is why you tend to see people who are really lean and they share their intake. You're like, oh my God, how do they eat so much? Well, because their body has so much muscle mass, their body by default just doing nothing. So their basal metabolic rate is going to be much higher than somebody at the same weight, but more body fat. So another great goal to reverse diet is to spend time building muscle. Like, you know, this is a really long process, but getting your body to have more muscle mass. So in the long run, you don't have to diet on such low calories. Cause if you can get your maintenance level up to like, let's just say 2,200 calories, that means that you don't have to eat 1200 calories to diet because you can successfully diet on a higher amount of food solely because your body burns more calories overall.
3: So we all like know people, like that person in our lives who can—it seems like they can eat anything and they don't gain weight, right? Yeah, um, it, it's generally the people you want to punch in the face, right? <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, it's just, it, 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 it tends to go hand in hand. There's something about that and it gives you a very punchable face, and so uh, <laughs> that's just science. Like, don't look at me. And so, um, so I'm just curious when you talk about how this works. Do you think that there are people that naturally have a metabolism that runs higher, or are there people who have? accidentally kind of stumbled into this and they just don't even know it.
0: Both. 100% both. There's a lot of genetic factors that play a role in this as well and my husband and his entire family is this way like even before because he owns a gym and you know they're all very fit even his parents in their 50s are very muscular super fit and lean but they don't necessarily do anything other than like working out you know but they don't have to really try super hard to stay lean. Right. They're Family is genetically like very blessed in that regard. And that's totally a thing. On the other side, there is genetically people who struggle with their metabolism in that way. And also things like thyroid issues, hormone issues. You know, there's not really like a black and white when it comes to nutrition, especially stuff like this. Um, but yes, totally genetics. And for those people who have accidentally stumbled into perhaps, I don't want to say harming your metabolism. It is in an extent, but like you can fix it for lack of a better term. It's not like once you've dieted for so many years, you're stuck and you can no longer change. You can absolutely do that. Um, But there are people who don't know that they're doing that. And it's the people who have likely been like, chronic yo-yo dieters or people who, (laughs) yeah. And, or people who have just, you know, gone on severe, severe caloric deficits and then struggle when the diet's over and then they go so far the other way and then they gain the weight right back. So that's something that can happen too.
2: I learned about this last year and I was just so fascinated by the concept that like dieting and exercise can lower your metabolism because it's the opposite of what I've been told my entire life. And um, yeah. because, you know, they always say like, well, it's just simple math, less calorie. You know, you have to do more than than what you're putting into your body. That's that's how you lose weight. So it's so- just
3: funny because, I mean, ultimately, all diet means is the food you're consuming. That's what the word diet means. But in our heads, we've turned it into a verb. Yes. And and it means restriction. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I think the whole thing is fascinating. And and so you said earlier you're, you're a nutritionist and I thought I read you were a nutrition coach and I am only specifying that because I wanted to ask you exactly what you like. Do, are you a registered dietitian? Okay, I just wanted to clarify that.
0: Yeah, so the terms that are important when it comes to nutrition is nutritionist, nutrition coach, kind of one in the same. Typically nutritionists will have some certification. So like I'm precision nutrition certified and then I'm also currently in school for nutritional therapy practitioner with the NTP program, um, which finishes in August. So then in August, I'll be a certified nutritional therapy practitioner and then nutrition coach, kind of the same thing, but not registered dietitian. And there was a time and place where I actually thought that's what I wanted to do. And then after I did a lot of research about what they actually deal with clientele wise and what their days are kind of like, and unfortunately what a lot of them still practice didn't really align with my goals and my morals, to be honest. So I kind of switched away from that. And that's what led me into NTP school.
2: Okay, I didn't I've never heard of the uh, nutritional. uh, Did you say practice there? What what do you say that again?
0: Yeah, nutritional therapy practitioner. So it's essentially a more holistic approach to nutrition, but it really complements with like coaching just nutrition in general, because you learn a lot of a lot more in depth than just like a precision nutrition which is kind of like the main nutrition certification out there. You just go so much more in depth. I mean it's almost a full year course. Uh like I think it's I say 9 9 months I want to say. Oh, actually no, almost 4 years cuz I started in September and I graduate in August. So it's a pretty extensive program and you learn a lot about the body and like so many anything that just are not covered in regular nutrition coaching. Cause you know, you can do calories and macros all day long, but like, if you're dealing with a client who suffers from like Thyroid dysfunction, or you know, just anything that a typical nutrition coach wouldn't know how to deal with, NTPs can help. We just can't diagnose, and we can't obviously prescribe or anything that a registered dietitian or an MD would do.
2: Very cool. Yeah, that's great. So it's kind of like bridging the the gap between the two, and I really like that. Yeah, and um, and and thank you for explaining it so well uh, for our listeners because a lot of people who are not. They're not doing their own research whenever because whenever I first started like, oh, I would like to look into a nutritionist. I thought all of it was the same, like a nutrition coach and a registered dietitian. And and Mm -hmm. uh, I quickly was inundated with all of the different lingo and and all the different certifications and all that. So um, thank you for explaining that to everybody.
0: (laughs) Unfortunately, the nutrition world is a really unregulated field. So just because somebody says they're a nutrition coach doesn't really mean anything. Same with nutritionists. Like there is no like degree essentially for nutritionists. Like, you know, I, when I was in college, I was nutritional science, but like, the degree is still bachelor of science. You know what I mean? Like it's not, there's no specialty in something like that, at least not where I live. And the only real route that you can go with that is a registered dietitian and every state's so different. And I have seen, now again, not all, but I have seen a lot of dietitians really practicing that old school 1200 calorie mentality with people in a clinical setting. And I have gotten clients who have come from a registered dietitian and I'm just like, how like how is that still a thing you know like they're not taking into consideration the things that an NTP would which is how I got into it because I reached out to one when I was having some GI issues and I was like oh I love her like it wasn't just like here's a prescription because anytime I went to a regular gastro doctor they always just wanted to put me on anti-acids and come to find out I actually wasn't making enough acid so every time they just put me on anti-acids it was just doing the complete opposite and yeah. I just yeah and so like that. That's what led me into NTP world because my friend who was in school at the time, she offered to help me as her, you know, student client. And I had such great, like understanding of the GI system, what my body was lacking, what I needed, but all naturally, it wasn't just like, here's your anti acid Okay. See you in three months, you know? Wow.
2: That's fascinating. And and we've had uh, registered dietitians like uh, on the show. Um, one of them works with uh, one of the coaches, Matt Wilpers, and, um, oh, cool. uh, and her name is uh, Claire. Claire
3: Jordanstein. Thank
2: you. And her Instagram is eat for endurance. And she is very much about like feeling what you want to eat and talking about like don't like – eat healthy, but don't deprive yourself. And I really like that. And to your point, I have come across nutrition coaches who it's, you can have good ones and you can have not good ones. So (laughs) I, I, yeah, yeah, I think that's great. Um, I'm very interested in the NTP. That's fascinating. I'm going to, it's kind of
0: an up and coming thing. Like it's definitely a newer thing that's picked up over the last few years, just because, you know, so many people are now kind of Not looking at the holistic side of things as like voodoo, you know, like there has been some holistic approaches in the past where they'll kind of rub people the wrong way with like, oh, you need to do your meditation before you eat and that's going to help you with your GI. You know what I mean? (laughs) And people got this like weird connotation about holistic doctors. Um, So this is just kind of a different way to look at it. I like that.
3: Yeah, cool. I'm one of them. (laughs)
1: The- <laughs> yeah like
3: i like like for a long time when i heard that it was just very woo woo i knew like, you were gonna say yeah, yeah like it's just like <laughs> mm, how about no like i i don't need to burn incense before i eat something like no like i'm good <laughs> yeah, exactly it. exactly yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: so um going back to uh crossfit and peloton i have um heard kind of like you know anecdotally that people who are in crossfit in general tend to be kind of uh skeptical of Peloton. How are
0: you finding that? Is that true for you? Yes. And it's funny because I have actually converted so many people. at (laughs) At least just like when they saw me admit to being skeptical and then loving it, they were like, oh, okay." like, you know, she loves CrossFit, but she still loves Peloton, too. It's just a different stimulus. And what I also like about it, too, especially I found in the Jess Sims boot camps, we still do like dumbbell snatches and dumbbell cleans and presses. And when I, when I experienced that, I was like, Oh, that's super cool. Like they're kind of, cause I, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, just used to do CrossFit as well, I think. Right.
2: Mm, I don't, I don't remember if it was Jess. I know some of the instructors absolutely did. I don't remember offhand if she's one of them, but.
0: Okay. I thought maybe it was her, but either way, I was like, oh my gosh, I love that there's like still some CrossFit style and she does AMRAPs and EMOMs. So I was like, oh yeah, like this is right up my alley. I got this, you know.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. So uh, it sounds like you're doing a lot of the bike content. You're doing a lot of the boot camps. Are you doing the bike boot camps or do you kind of, do you have your own treadmill and you throw in some tread boot camp? How does that work?
0: Yes, I okay. This is the thing I hate running, like, loathe, absolutely loathe. I will not run for just like lengths, I, I won't do it. Like, <laughs> even in CrossFit, if there's a workout that has like long running, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. So, <laughs> the fact that these tread boot camps can get me to like run consistently is incredible. And that's kind of what got it for me. And I was actually talking to my husband about this the other day, and he made a great point. He said that he thinks the reason why CrossFit people, because once CrossFit people actually give the Peloton a chance, they like it. Like I haven't seen anybody who hasn't liked it yet that comes from a CrossFit background. And what he was saying was he thinks that we like it so much because it's such a focused, like. There is no time to do anything else. Like when you're on the tread or the bike boot camps, whatever it may be, you're not like, you know, messing around on your phone. Yes. You're not like giving the opportunity to walk around. Like you are there, you're working, and you're also being encouraged by a coach who's doing it as well. Similarly to CrossFit, where you're seeing the people around you do the workout and motivate you and, you know, and he was like, I think it's just a really great, like, motivator and help for people who thrive on that structure. It's very structured, which I personally love. Yes. You know,
3: it's funny you say that because we were just talking about this on an episode a week or two ago. Yeah. About how some of the Peloton Competitors now that are trying like one of The angles they're working is that like Oh well you can watch Netflix On ours we'll we'll let you do that Or you can get to Hulu on ours Yeah and, and uh, I love <laughs> yes, the face you're yes, making Yes that I wish, face is exactly but, yeah. right <laughs> And, and I, I even said I, I was like I don't Think Peloton will ever do that I'm like I don't think Peloton sees that as Competition right like they they Don't want right. you to leave their ecosystem To go watch yeah. Netflix I'm like I think it would cost Them users in the long run because if people are going to go from i'm going to watch stranger things while i while i ride my peloton to i'm just going to watch stranger things and so like i i think that like if somebody wants that they'd rather them just go by the echelon or the nora track and never come into the world because if they start letting people do that they'll lose them because it's it's the content that keeps people not the bike i
0: didn't even know that other bikes like offer that that they that's pretty interesting. I did not know that.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And so I, I, I mean, I I do agree that I think that like, that that's, that's what keeps people engaged and what makes them makes it effective in a way that other tools aren't.
2: And and you hit on structure, (laughs) which I had never really put into, uh, I'd never really explained it in that way. I've always been like, Oh, it's because I'm so engaged. But I think, I think you totally hit the nail on the head. It's the structure because I'm new to exercising in like, Really being focused on exercise in the last since i've had my peloton. It's completely changed my life And so that was something I didn't know how to do I didn't know how to Have the discipline to like do the classes and and so having somebody tell me that was completely
0: important to me Yes, totally and I think too like just people who, for me, for example, I'm really type A and I like to know what I'm doing. So like when I'm taking a boot camp, I'll open it and I'm like, okay, seven minutes of running, seven minutes before. Like I, I analyze the class and I'm like, all right, cool. Like I know what I'm doing. I know exactly how long it is. And then I, one thing I do love about Jess's class is in the beginning, typically like she'll tell you we have an AMRAP, we have an EMOM, like she prepares you for what's to come. And for me, I just really enjoy that, but it's still gives you the sense. And this is something that I think too, because with CrossFit primarily, you know, a lot of gyms will post their workouts the night before, but if you're not looking at that since every day is a new workout for most people, when they go into their CrossFit gym, the first time they look at the the board is the first time they see the workout they're about to do. So it's kind of similar in the Peloton sense, because even though like, yeah, I know I'm doing seven other than it's running and seven minutes of floor or whatever, you don't actually know until you're about to do it, which kind of gives you that like element of surprise in a sense that keeps you, like you would say, engaged to like, what's coming next? What are we doing? You know?
3: And you can't talk yourself out of it.
0: Yeah. Cause you're
2: they there. there.
3: <laughs> yeah. You're like, well, I guess I'm here now. That's yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
2: That's awesome. Oh, I love hearing that. So um I hear you talking about Jess a lot. Is she your favorite instructor?
0: I would say her and Robin are pretty. A pretty close tie, but I still like I have favorites for each occasion. Yes, i say. Yes. Like different things for different people.
2: Okay. So so tell us, tell us your, your favorite things.
0: Okay. So Jess, I would say is my favorite for boot camp, regardless bike or tread. I love her little like mantras that she always says. She's always like, how you do anything is how you do everything. You know, like these little <laughs> things. And it's just the way she says it is not corny, in my opinion, because that's not. one thing that I was like, oh, please don't be corny. But it's good. <laughs> like, it, it really helps like when you're in the moment and I swear it helps motivate me to like keep going and not stop. So I like her for that. Um, oh,
2: can I ask you a quick question? Did you yeah. see? did you see her IG live this week about um, her uh, mantra wall? No. Yes, she did a whole thing about her mantra wall. She has it saved. You got to go check it out. Okay,
0: I'm gonna go. I saw her go live, and I didn't join it because I was in the middle of school work. But I'm totally going to now that you said that. Yes, definitely. definitely (laughs) Yeah, love, love her, and I just love her like vibe. She's so cute, and just like, I just love her for workouts. Anytime I'm not sure what to do, I kind of find myself resorting back to her classes. for live DJ rides, I like Robin and I've done her um, lower body bike bootcamp, which I like. She's a little bit like less intense in terms of like personality wise. Like she's more of the chill, which I love, but she's still really motivational and like so sweet. Like I feel like her and I would be friends and get this. She follows me on Instagram
1: and
0: she commented on my Peloton post and I was like, I've made it. <laughs> she is so adorable love her and I also love Allie like I just want to like squeeze her and put her in my pocket she's so cute so cute um and then for like a good fun like laughable ride Cody like you it's just like so funny if you're in a bad mood you have to take his class because it's one of those things where like maybe if you're not really feeling like working out that day you can take kind of like an easier ride but it will change your mood for sure And then I really like um, Alex Toussaint's Hit in Hills, like his hit either tread or bike are great. And then for tread, I like Adrian Williams Ah. and for like strength stuff too. Yeah. So those are my, my favorite people.
2: Wow. Yeah. Those are all great. I I love hearing people's moods and how they match up with their favorite instructors. I do. I think it's
0: fascinating. Yeah, yeah, I love that too.
3: (laughs) She's really good at calculating that. I
2: am. I'm I'm curious if you've tried classes with Maddie because you know, Maddie and Cody are like super good friends.
0: Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah. (laughs) I think I've done his core class. Yeah, I've done I've done a core class with him before.
2: Yeah, I, I have to suggest you try classes with some of the running classes with him because they're a lot okay. of fun and he knew Cody before he was on Peloton and like they were oh. like really really good friends in real life. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, so let's see. Um and so you would you say you're working out like a couple times a week with Peloton, a few like Every day How is that working Okay so
0: what I've been doing Like I said I'm type A So I literally Write down Like in my little Like exercise Little planner thing Oh look at like, that That's old school You're that writing things
3: old On paper
0: Yes I know I know I really like to see it laid out I'm a really visual learner With stuff like that And I have an app On my phone Obviously the Peloton app But then I have one For like my Olympic weightlifting um, Like what I'm doing For that day But then I like to see it Laid out So I can see like like, okay, I've already done a bike boot camp. I've already done a tread, like, and I don't do too many of the same things in a row. Cause like I was saying earlier, I don't want to burn out and I don't want to do too much volume. Okay. Um, so like, I like to see, okay, Monday I did clean and jerks and then I did a 30 minute cycle and abs. And then Tuesday I did, um, t- today I did shoulders and a tread workout and, or I mean, not today, last week's Tuesday, shoulders and tread. Then only on Wednesday, I did 45 minute Hill and hit ride. And then thursday i took off friday i snatched and did boot camp and saturday i only did bike boot camp so like i try to alternate it so that i don't do like bike 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 every single day and like end up not wanting to do it yeah
2: that was a solid week i love it i love it that's awesome
0: Oh, fun! I'm just like such a freaking Peloton Kool-Aid drinker now. Literally, my husband makes fun of me. Like, I'll be like wearing the Peloton shirt. And I gave one to his mom. His mom came to the gym wearing the Peloton shirt. He's like, no, you are not wearing the Peloton
1: shirt.
3: Well, as many people as you're converting, you probably got lots of referral codes for the boutique. So
0: I was like shocked. I'm like, I could not believe how many people. just And like, I just was sharing it because I liked it. Like, I'm not because I was, you know, going to go sell out the apparel store by day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so you're the one. Yeah, That's what, exactly. It's
2: all your fault. Yeah,
3: you caused all that.
2: Uh, but have you been able to get, get Peloton gear? Because sometimes it can be hard to get. And since, you know, you're new to the, the system, sometimes it's like people people get really upset when they first shop there are you
0: yeah no I didn't get too upset I did buy some slippers that I really like which awesome. I thought was like so random but I love it um and then I've learned that I like their beyond yoga brand that I think is my oh my god I love that stuff that is my favorite right now yeah <laughs> I wish they would make more of it because it's so comfortable. I've started buying straight from Beyond Yoga and I've started supplementing. I honestly might do that because I was so impressed with their quality. They're I've like
2: jammies. They're like jammies that you can wear all day, but also are great workout clothes. It's crazy how comfortable I know. they are.
0: I, know. I love it. And obviously Lulu too, but I haven't seen anything so far. From oh. Lulu that's been available <laughs> so I was like oh, sure.
2: yeah you have to hit that th- the morning it goes live
0: <laughs> I didn't realize how big this community was oh yeah oh yes it's so cool
1: yeah
3: well a lot of people compare it to CrossFit just to the degree of passion that people have for it
0: totally yeah I think really that's why so many CrossFit people enjoy it once they give it the chance sure, right. it's very similar, but like the leaderboard you know what I mean like there's a lot of similarities I would say that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. And so um so speaking of leaderboard what's your leaderboard name if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, okay, I think I messed it up though because I didn't know that the leaderboard name was supposed to be like a mantra. <laughs> so <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> I, I just put hashtag Simply Bander. I didn't know. So then <laughs> I'm like, OK, well, no one's going to use that because I'm only simplymander. So like that's dumb. <laughs> well, but I don't know what else to make it.
2: No, no. The the hashtags are so hashtags can be like anything, but um like just your leaderboard name. So it's, it's a, it's a, it would just be for you is what I'm saying. Like your okay. your leaderboard yeah. name is just yours.
0: So that's good. That is good a thing.
2: Like so. Okay,
0: so I my actual name though is simply cycles. Sim- <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Isn't that so, so cute. <laughs> it is, it is.
2: So you have you have a leaderboard name simply cycles, and you also have a hashtag that people can follow simply manders.
0: Yeah, I didn't know like what the right one to do was because I was a noob when I started. Yeah, I like, of course. The hashtag mean I don't know, but then I see like a lot of them that I like are like we get to crew like yes. the hashtag. I, I thought that was so cool i was like oh i like that one what am i supposed to do am i supposed to change it to that
2: i don't know how you know so let me give you a little bit of backstory since since you're kind of new to the peloton community so um way back in the day when we all first started with peloton people would change their locations because that was the only way we could communicate with each other on the bike and so we started communicating by by changing the location we would we would talk to the the instructor that way we would talk to each other so like if it was your 100th ride we would all be like happy 100 Mander like that's what we would do for our location so um I guess it's been about a little over a year, Peloton added hashtags so that you could do that without changing your location and a group of you can then ride together. You can filter on that and now you can see it instead of just like randomly putting that on the leaderboard because there were so many people on the leaderboard now as opposed okay. to when
0: we first that started.
2: Yeah. So that that's yes, kind it, of the history know. behind that.
0: <laughs> okay. That makes sense. And it's funny you say that because yesterday, my best friend, she has a Peloton and she was like oh my gosh, when I first got it, she's like, you're going to be like on the top of the leaderboard because you do cross You're going to be so good. So I sent her a picture yesterday. I was literally like almost dead last on the
1: leaderboard. <laughs>
0: and I was like, how is there 3,000 people taking this life right now? And just so you know, I was like, I'm on the bare bottom. And she started laughing. She's like, oh my gosh, there's 3,000 people. I'm like, yes,
2: 3,000. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, I hear stories from the real OGs who started back in 2014, 2015. There were classes where it was literally 10 people yeah. Oh in Class wow. and and when, like, whenever I started, it was nothing for it to be like 30 people, 40 people, 100 people, and now it's it's cr- like the first time I was in a class with 3,000 people, like, we were all cheering, we, yeah, set a, like, we set a record, you know what
0: I'm saying? So cool, yeah, and now yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Tuesday, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's right. so crazy, it's like, casual, like, three, four thousand people. I'm like, wow, this is insane! It is, it is how much it's grown.
2: Um, and also, I don't know if you're on Facebook, but um, the You Get To crew is actually from uh, it's it, that comes from her uh just Sims. Like they have a whole fan kind of club for her, the you get to oh, crew on Facebook. Cool. So it's a whole group and that's why they ride with that hashtag. Cause they're all riding together. So that is so cool. Okay. I'm totally going to join them. <laughs> <laughs> you should absolutely. And Robin has one too. They all, all they the all instructors do, yeah. have one. <laughs> that's awesome. Yes.
3: So uh, do you have any advice for people that are uh, just getting a Peloton?
0: So I would say to be open-minded with different classes and different instructors, like don't hesitate to take a class that you might not think you would like, because it may turn out to be something you really enjoy and to give yourself enough time to really get into a groove with it. Because I think sometimes just, it's still a new thing. And if people who are especially new to exercising in general, it can definitely be overwhelming. So I think it would be good to like plan out your classes ahead of time. And really just like give yourself enough time to find what works for you instead of just like being random about it. And then just kind of with anything, like if you decide, oh, I guess I'm going to go to the gym today, you might not really be in it. But like if you plan, okay, no, I'm going to go to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday this week. And I'm going to do this, this and this It's probably much easier for you to get into a good routine like that.
3: I love that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I thank you so much for joining us. Before we let you go, uh, remind everybody where they can find you on the interwebs.
0: On the interweb. So it's basically just Simply Mandar for both Instagram and YouTube. That Those are the two platforms that I'm primarily on the most. Awesome. This has been great. Thank yes. you
2: so much for doing this. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, no problem. So fun. I didn't even know Peloton podcast
0: existed.
1: So.
0: <laughs> I want it now.
1: <laughs>
3: cross that off the bucket list you didn't know you had.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I love that. And
2: I love your Instagram posts, how you've been posting all your things about Peloton. It's so fun. So
0: Yeah, I made a highlight, a highlight on my Instagram if you want to check it out. So every single time I take a class, and it's cool because I have the swipe up link. So I'll link the class itself and I'll like explain, you know, like what we did, how the music was, and I'll kind of give like a rundown of the class for people that might want to take it. So I think that's pretty cool. (laughs) It is. It's
2: very cool. Thank you for doing that for all the people who, because when they come across it, they're like, oh, I don't know what to expect from that class. And now you give them the details. I love it. Now you know. That's
0: right. (laughs) Giving you the deets.
2: Awesome. Well, I will um, stay in touch and let you know when this is going to post and all that. So, um, but in the meantime, if you have any questions, just let me know. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I
0: appreciate
2: it. Absolutely. This is a lot of fun. So thank you for doing it. Yes.
3: Thank you very much.
0: You guys have a good one. You too. Bye bye.
3: So I guess that brings this episode to a close. What pray tell do you have in store for people next week?
0: Well.
2: Another special guest. We are going to talk to Glenn Lundy, uh, who has the largest morning show on Clubhouse. Oh. And uh, he also sometimes hosts the show while riding a Peloton.
3: OK, so that'll awesome. be a
2: fun interview.
3: Okay, well, until then, where can people find you?
2: People can find me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, The Bike, and of course, The Tread at Clip Out Crystal.
3: And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com dot Tom O'Keefe the clip out while you're there like the page join the group and of course don't forget our youtube channel youtube.com slash the clip out where you can watch these shows in their entirety if you feel like you want to look at us while we're saying this stuff (laughs) so that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time keep pedaling
2: and running